This podcast is sponsored by the Primal Blueprint Expert Certification. Want to become an authority in the ancestral health community? Join the ranks of today's top experts in paleo and primal living by completing the Primal Blueprint Expert Certification, the world's premier program in primal lifestyle principles. Start today for only a dollar down by visiting primalblueprint.com slash get hyphen certified. The following Mark's Daily Apple article was written by Mark Sisson and is narrated by Brock Armstrong. Hey Primal Pals, Leslie Klinky here, author of Paleo Girl, and today on the podcast I'll be narrating an article by Mark Sisson. What screen time does to our kids and what we can do about it. For many parents, I know it's one of those prime examples of what I thought I'd never do before I had kids versus what I ended up doing after I actually had them. After all, most of us were children of those pre-tech boom years. Some of us were even pre-TV. We never had all the gadgets when we were growing up. Instead, we spent hours of childhood being bored and finding creative solutions that had no connection to a power outlet. Our tech toys were the likes of Light Bright or Walkie Talkies, if we were lucky, not a $600 app-loaded tablet. Summer road trips? That's what Mad Libs were for. What a different landscape today. Computers, laptops, tablets, phones, i-whatever, big screen TVs, portable players, not to mention the infinite libraries of apps, Netflix, Hulu, and of course the internet. Let's face it. All those baby Einstein DVDs seem quaint compared to everything a kid could do on a smartphone these days. With their phones, computers, TVs, and other gadgets, teenagers' tech use might be well over 11 hours a day of screen time, according to a Kaiser Family Foundation report. The average 8-year-old isn't far behind with 8 hours of screen usage. 8 hours? That's like a full-time job. How are these hours being used? A Nielsen study showed that 55% of kids 12 and under who used their parents' tablets played with them during travel, whether to, from school, or longer treks. 40% of the kids used them while at restaurants or other events. As for teenagers, over 75% of them have their own phones. Consider the rather striking statistic that the average teen with a cell phone sends nearly 3,400 text messages each month Add to that all the music, video, social media, gaming, and other entertainment applications. And what a price our kids are paying. Other than a head-scratching study here or there citing some slight advantage of electronically-based academic learning, the vast body of research indicates that heavy and early use of electronic media impairs a child's social-emotional development and can even lead to mental health issues. Consider that early screen time, at ages 1 and 3, has correlated with a higher risk for attentional issues by age 7. Children 8 to 18, who showed heavy technology use, reported lower grades, more disciplinary issues, and increased sadness and boredom. Other research confirms these connections, with kids responding true, or somewhat true, more often to study questions such as, I am often unhappy, downhearted, or tearful, or, I generally play alone or keep to myself. Even significant physical activity wasn't enough to shift these impediments. Perhaps the scariest statistic are those that reveal the impact of technology on social skills. 
One study showed that preteens who went without access to technology for six days as part of a camping trip had significantly better recognition of facial expressions and nonverbal emotional cues than those who had regular access to their gadgets. Both groups took both pre- and post-tests. Finally, we can all guess the most obvious effect of screen, i.e. sedentary time. Kids with heavy tech usage or who have TVs in their bedrooms are at a much higher risk for obesity, a risk that lingers well into adulthood. This is a drop in the bucket as far as impact. Let me back up for a minute and say I'm not an absolutist who believes screens to have no place in a child's home or education. I don't think this discussion can be reduced to the big bad iPad. It amazes me what can be illustrated through video or interactive demonstration on a classroom tablet. I'm amazed at some of the things my kids can do as a result of their experience with technology and with what's available to them. Photos of Pluto, anyone? I just don't ever want them to lose sight of the fact that the virtual world is a lesser reflection of and simple tool for the pretty awesome real world. Nor do I have an interest in joining the angry fervor that gets pinned on some random stranger who suddenly becomes the social media effigy of bad parenting just because someone saw her at the park when she was on her phone and decided to write an article about how she was all that's wrong about American parenting today. Call me stubborn, but I question the benefit of pinning a society-wide problem on a single individual. With this in mind, I don't automatically judge the person who allows his or her child to play on the phone in the grocery store line or in a barbershop chair. How do I know what kind of day it's been for that family? And who am I to know what kind of emotional or sensory experience sitting in a raised chair with scissors in his face might be for that four-year-old kid? It's not about judging someone's strategic use of technology. All that said, I don't think this precludes anyone from suggesting it's time to deal with the broader trends here. Assuming we start with ourselves, what does a solution look like? Let me throw out some ideas. Ration, but don't treat screen time like it's a reward. Why is it we blame kids when they whine and control for extra time with their devices, but then we turn around and gift them added tech hours when they get good grades or clean their rooms? Resist their ploys to earn more time in front of a screen and set your own limits. No apologies necessary. Figure out a limit you're comfortable with, being sure in most cases to lump all entertainment screen time together. It all has more or less of the same effect. The American Academy for Pediatrics suggests no more than two hours daily for children above two years old. They also offer some wise tips for assessing your family's media diet and for making a family pledge with rules for safe media use. Make dates with the real world. One of the reasons I think kids are so hooked into the virtual world is their disconnect from the more charming aspects of the real one. When technology becomes the window on the world in the educational sector, guess we don't need field trips anymore, and the entertainment source at home, there's not much incentive to go anywhere else. Make a priority of taking your kids to live concerts, live performances, town festivals, parades, fairs, and active entertainment venues, example, corn mazes, trampoline parks, etc., and most of all, natural settings. Sure, we need to consciously reduce the time kids spend with screens, but the best way to do this is to give them something to say yes to, a better alternative of fun, social, and enriching experience. Rain yourself in. 
Too often, our admonishing diatribes reflect a do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do reality. We cut our kids off from their devices, but are on our own gadgets during all hours of the day, including family time like meals, conversation, or bedtime. Be the change you want to see in them. Give them a model and the gift of your full presence. It's heart-wrenching, quite honestly, to read kids' opinions about their parents' phones and devices, responses, according to research, that resolved around language like sad, mad, angry, and lonely. Is this really the relationship you want your kids to remember? Sure, there will be those times when it's been that kind of day, and spending a bit of time on Facebook while they play at the park really does offer you a strategic and maybe mentally necessary means of temporary withdrawal. Except how many of us apply this excuse throughout the day? Employ a different low-tech prop for those days you really need one. Better yet, get up and let your kids see you're doing an actual activity that refuels you, doing your own exploration of a park with them still in full sight, working on some art or coloring, yep, not just for kids anymore, or exercising. Become a social hub. If one of the most disconcerting efforts of heavy media use is reduced social skills and nonverbal cue reading, steer your kids in social opportunities. Invite their friends for playdates and sleepovers. Just be sure to collect the devices at the beginning and or ration the tech use. Yes, the onus will likely be on you to host. Give them space and freedom throughout the house with their friends, and they'll soon find some way to otherwise occupy their time. Consider becoming a low-tech household, at least for regular but temporary stints. Here's where I get a little radical. This is the fun part in my mind, but others may disagree. I want people to believe that they can truly upend certain elements of their lives that society treats as givens. What would it really be like to put all of your devices in storage for a weekend, or a week, or a month? How about donating the televisions, dumping cable, and or cutting back the data plans? Would you consider a no-tech vacation? Or how about an intentional power outage? Come up with a family experiment. Even better if the kids can help you plan it. Commit to something that stretches everyone's comfort zone and make a tradition out of whatever you decide. Maybe challenging everyone to up the ante a little each time. Talk about how you'll fill the time with projects, games, outings, and other adventures. Your kids might be won over in ways you wouldn't anticipate. Thanks for reading today, everyone. How do you deal with screen time in your household? What's worked for you and those you know? Share your thoughts and enjoy the end of your week. Are you someone who appreciates a fast, casual dining experience? Is it important that the taste of your food and the freshness of the ingredients take center stage? Well, bringing that experience to a table near you is the mission of the hottest new franchise concept in North America, Primal Kitchen Restaurants. If you want to learn more about this one-of-a-kind franchising opportunity, go to PrimalKitchenRestaurants.com. That's PrimalKitchenRestaurants.com.